What's up, everybody? This is Judith A. Gump. You're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Happy Thursday. It's weird. Every time we have one of these holidays on Monday, I'm just always thrown off. I'm not sure why. But it does. It throws me off. Super busy time. Lots of things going on. Lots of things cooking. Personally and professionally. Uh, well, actually, mostly just professionally. Uh, <laughs> you know? But I'm excited about that because I'm a a little bit of a workaholic and things are going well and I'm excited about that. I'm about to add to my fleet of cars. I did my LLC paperwork. I think I told you guys for my uh, auto automate business. Uh, That's the name of it. It's car rental. It's concierge car rental. And eventually we're going to get into electric vehicle charging because there's fed money in that. Uh, And the name of the company is automate. Uh, the name of the LLC is Automate Partners, uh, mainly because we partner with people who need a ride and need to charge their cars. Uh, I have a big vision for it. <coughs> Excuse me. That problem I'm not going to share just yet because it's still, you know, still being born. But uh, I'm very excited. Very, very excited. So trying to build that up, building business credit for Just Media Works the wonderful production company that brings you this podcast. And uh, I just want to thank American Express. They are your premier business partner. If you have a small business, and I'm not talking about, you know, three and 400 employees. I mean, if you uh, cut hair or you do nails or you do anything, a side hustle, uh, get your credit up and get yourself an American Express card. Not so much to use it because you don't, just like I'm not a financial advisor. I actually studied to be one, but I'm not. Um, But like I always say, you know, never invest more than you can afford to lose. It's the same with credit. Don't run it up if you can't pay it off. But to uh, obtain the credit and hold on to it and build your profile and use it sparingly, you know, it it just does wonders for your business and and the ways you can grow. Because most of us don't have relatives with two and three hundred thousand dollars ready to pour into your business. They're not they're not sewing into you. They're not interested in trying to help you. They don't have it to help you. All of those scenarios can be true. So we regular folks have to figure out how to to get what we need. And that's not just the domain of black families. Of course, black families have struggled more significantly with generational wealth. But I know a lot of poor white people, too. So anyway, the goal here is just to get yourself access to funds so you can grow your business. So if you want to uh, start your own full-time barber shop, then you can do that. Or if you want to be a painter and go paint people's houses and do that full-time, you can do that. If you want to be a plumber, you could do that. If you want to be the bug person, you can do that. Uh, working for yourself is ideal. I mean, I personally have had my fair share of bosses that, you know, I'm I'm really tired of wondering uh, if people know what they're doing. I remember when I was in Ohio, I literally worked for two people or I doubted their intellectual capacity. And I'm not a snob. I'm not an intellectual snob. I'm smart and I know I'm smart. And when I know something, I'm not going to pretend I don't know it to make people feel more comfortable. If you're insecure, that's your thing. But man, these people did some of the weirdest stuff. They made some of the weirdest moves. And it was like, whoa, I don't you know, I, I don't even know if they're still in business. They, like I said, I don't think they did illegal things, but they really butted up against the line of 
unethical things. And uh, that was during the first meltdown in 2008, like that first whole crisis. I was, in 2007, I was working in financial services. And when people started to feel the pressure and they wanted their money, it was like, these people have sold them products that they don't realize they can't get out of. Like, they can't liquidate it, even though they didn't really ask their permission. Uh, <laughs> they were putting everybody in these high-paying, these high-commission-type funds, I think, you know. And uh, I don't know a lot of the details because I got out of there as soon as I could. But, um, yeah, it was it – was, I've seen a lot of interesting things, and I'm really ready to be my own boss full time. I I know of no one I respect more than me. So we'll see. But yeah, yesterday, like I was saying, you can love both Drake and Kendrick. They're just on different vibes. I'm sorry they're not friends anymore. But, you know, Kendrick's, his record is really deep and insightful. It, he's talking about therapy and relationships and how his childhood plays out in his relationship. I mean, he's really on a grown man spiritual journey. Drake, not so much. And I mean, I like Drake. I like Drake a lot. I've I've listened to cumulatively probably way more Drake than Kendrick. But, you know, Drake is Drake just seems not on that same journey, even though he's emotionally capable of that. I just think that there's something about now Aubrey might make a record like that. But Drake is, you know, like I said, he wants to party with you. He wants to have sex with the girls. He wants to get drunk. And then he wants to wonder why you keep wanting to break up with him on record. Like, <laughs> I think my last favorite, not, I don't even think it was a deep record, but I think it was more exploratory of of inner workings. It was probably nothing was the same. But also, I really love Take Care. I really did. But, you know, I think this other stuff sells. And people have come to rely on a, you know, it's not earth shattering. It's not super deep. It's it's just a Drake record. So I think he battles because I think there's a part of him that wants to be Aubrey. But the world loves Drake. And Kendrick's just Kendrick. So it's deep. But there's room for for both in my heart. It's room to love them both. Um, The other thing I wanted to touch on is I'm not sure if you guys are interested in starting your own side hustle, but you probably should be. That is the best way to. um, And even if if, I know one of my regular listeners, my dear friend, Sheila, uh, she wants to write a book. Sheila, you want to write a book? That is the perfect opportunity to form yourself a little LLC. It's not expensive. Uh, You can go to the secretary of state. Um and just create a, a business. In fact, you can create yourself as the business, you know? And, um, yeah, that way everything you do towards your book becomes a tax write-off. And it it doesn't sound like it's going to be a lot of money to some people. And they go like, it's just not worth it. I don't see. But, yo, it adds up, and you're leaving money on the table. This country is very, 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 very favorable towards business owners, and we get it twisted in thinking that we have to be, you know, a, a, a Fortune 500 company in order to benefit from this. But it's not the case. It's not. Get yourself, if you have a side hustle, you should make sure you have yourself 
uh, an LLC and probably a tax person, someone to talk to, because uh, the benefits are there and it's, it's become painfully obvious that there's just, there's just things the government won't be able to do for you. And, you know, I prefer Joe Biden over Donald Trump, but I prefer someone else over both of them. Uh, someone younger, someone a little bit more moderate. You know, Joe is a liberal grandpa who lets you go to his house and smoke weed in the basement. I mean, why does he keep handing out all this money and trying to save people from tough times? You can't save us from tough times, especially the ones you created. You know, he's the grandpa you live with when your parents can't take care of you and they wonder why you dropped out of school and do acid all day. It's because grandpa, he just lets me do what I want. He lets me be myself. Well, Joe, stop trying to save us from our pain. People need to earn more money. People need to figure out how to be better with their finances. People need to, you know, maybe you don't trick off all your gas going and doing stupid stuff. You know, you can't save us from our pain. I read somewhere a long time ago, one of the worst things you can do is try to save somebody from their pain because they have to grow. We have to grow. And Americans are the most spoiled we've ever been. Our great grandparents, my great grandparents wouldn't recognize Americans. I mean, we are overweight. We are overfed. We are over. We're just over consumers, you know, and we whine about everything. Yeah, I, I didn't grow up this way. And I was spoiled by a certain standards, certainly compared to my parents, you know. My mom got fruit and nuts for Christmas. Fruit and nuts. I would have burned the house down if somebody gave me that for Christmas. <laughs> you can't give me one toy? So listen, I get it. I get appearing spoiled. But man, America right now is petulant and we're not ready. And hard times are coming. Really hard times. Because we're not we're not the leader in anything right now. We just consume. We're we're in debt to everybody as a nation. And we're not even number one in education. Because everybody's not getting the same caliber of education. You know? So listen. Joe's a nice guy. I like Joe Biden. And I I liked having him in charge over Trump. You had one president who pretended like people weren't dying from a virus. And then you had another president who was like, let's just send people money. And now I just read that just thousands upon thousands of people are getting hammered over this PPP money because they did all these fake loans. Buying Maseratis and um, houses and, you know. They're all gonna they're all gonna be felons. That's crazy. All right. Well, no, I'm glad that's not y'all. Cause I don't imagine anybody doing that listening to this podcast. Um I tried to be very encouraging during COVID because I knew people getting promoted. I knew things weren't if you didn't lose your job, you're good. And it was an opportunity to get good rest and to figure out your situation. That's why restaurants don't have staff. People are like, where did all the people go? They figured out they can make more money. So they left. And I hate that because I love a good restaurant, but the margins aren't aren't good. You know, they need to come up with something else. Eventually, maybe your wait staff will be invested in your restaurant. Otherwise, they won't come to work there. 
You know, it's nice to make a little change, but people need security. And COVID taught us that. If things have to shut down, I will have zero dollars. No thanks, restaurant business. So now you just got to get innovative. You got to get innovative. We've had things away for, what, 100 years. It might be time to change the way you pay people in the restaurant business. You know? So have yourself a jolly Thursday. Be your best. Don't settle for less. And don't give in to stress. Yeah. The worst rapper ever. You're welcome. Have a great day.